0: there's a lot of irony uh, out there in the world and there's uh, some irony in today's podcast so i live by this thing called a code and it means very simply that i tell the truth uh the only thing i lie about is that i tell the truth all the time because it's almost physically impossible to tell the truth all the time we're like ingrained as as these liars and You've heard that in, in a different podcast. I'm not going to go too deep into that. But the important thing is here is that, like, you can expect the truth from me 99% of the time. Uh, and when I don't tell the truth, I'll probably call myself out. So the truth is, I had planned to do this podcast last week. And because I had some uh, some some poor planning, uh, I just got behind the eight ball. And then I procrastinated. And then I, I even told my wife, hey, I'm going to go into the office <clears throat> right now. It's Friday night. And I'm going to go do the podcast because I don't want to be stressed out and blah, blah, blah. So and then I said, oh, you know, what? I just want to come home and, and watch a movie with you, babe. Oh, isn't that sweet? And so I I um, I, I didn't go. And we uh, we had a great night. And then the next day we had planned to leave for Palm Springs, <clears throat> which is out in the California desert, for those of you that are listening in different parts of the world. And uh, so I said, well, I'm going to go in in the morning. And then, like, it just, everything got chaotic. We have two small kids, as you know, three and two. And uh, I was going to record it and just have them sit down in the car. But it's Mother's Day weekend, so I'm like, fuck it. Like, let's just just go. So I called the producer of my podcast. I'm like, hey, here's my options. I can record it on my phone and send it in via voice note or... It can just be a little bit uh, late on Sunday or early Monday, and we can rush. He goes, "Don't worry about it. Don't worry about the. You know, we can turn it around fairly quickly. We want the, the quality to be good. We want your voice to remain like Barry White." And so, anyway, I didn't, I didn't do it. Like, I, I I, uh, I, I didn't do the podcast. Went out to the desert. I came home Sunday night with the intention of getting up early. Well, my kids, they're like little carrier monkeys, and they'd been sick. And they they got me sick, and I was up all night on Sunday night, I guess Monday morning, and I was literally, like, it was like an exorcism, and I'll spare you the details, but you can kind of understand what was going on. And I I couldn't get out of bed all day yesterday, and I just kept thinking, like, dude, you haven't done the podcast, you haven't done the podcast, you haven't done the podcast. And I was literally trying to summon everything inside of me to find the strength to come in and do it, but I, I just didn't do it. And the irony of all of that is this is about interested versus committed. Are you interested in something or are you committed to doing it? And I'll have to say that I was interested in recording my podcast. I was interested in getting this podcast done. I was not committed. I was not committed. If I had been committed, I would have gone Friday night. I've done late nights and done the podcast before. I would have figured out how to get it done. I would have taken the equipment with me out to the desert. I was merely interested. Because I was interested, I got what I got, which is I didn't get it done. And now I'm scrambling. It's Tuesday. This should have dropped yesterday. I know you guys probably don't care, but it's important to me to keep the cadence of this podcast. It's important to me for my own accountability. And because I was interested in getting this done and not committed, I didn't get it done. And that was what the topic is about today. And I'm going to explain Interested and Committed in two stories. One is between two animals, and the one is between two humans. So the two animals that I'm going to explain this story about is a chicken and a pig. A chicken and a pig. And that'll come into the, the story later. And the other one is two humans, myself and my wife. Now I've been married for going on five years now, but we've known each other for eleven. Um, we started dating, and things like progressed really fast. We we moved in, or I, as she says I moved in with her about thirty days after um, we we started dating, and it was just like I mean, like we were we were just immersed together from from day one. I mean, I'm talking like joint bank accounts, joint cell phones. It was as if we were married. We started a business together. It was as if we were married, but we just didn't get the tax write-off. And so, like, it became very scary for me very fast because I was falling for this woman. But I'd been a bit of a playboy, and I'd, I just always had been interested in relationships. And I had a few, like, I would say semi-committed relationships, but I didn't really even know the, the meaning of the word. And so, as things started to progress for me financially and things started to progress for me from a business standpoint, I um, I started to become resentful of my my girlfriend uh which is now my wife but you know back then she's just my girlfriend because you know we started the business together and she uh had just left her job and so she was sort of this quote-unquote stay-at-home girlfriend and I was like what the hell is going on like this is not the real girlfriends of Orange County I'm out I'm out working and she's staying home and I just became like I just had this growing resentment and then also because I was only interested um and semi-committed, I wouldn't ever tell her I loved her. Even though I knew in my heart of hearts I did, I didn't, I wouldn't tell her that. And so like, it was this awkwardness. We were living together. We had a business together. We had bank accounts together. And I, I wouldn't say I loved you. I love you. Even though I knew I did it. And then I, I had all this resentment that was piling up. And so now you, 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 you compound that over the course of a year, I think it was about a year and a half. And now like I, I I'm, I'm hiding. I'm, I'm not being honest with her. Um, I wasn't doing anything bad, but I just wasn't, like, telling her, like, I felt this these things. I felt claustrophobic. I felt trapped. And so I did what any normal man would do. Uh, well, any normal asshole man, that is. Is I went on a business trip, and I never came home. And when I say I never came home, people, like, I never fucking came home. I went on a trip. I flew home, and I went straight to a hotel, I didn't call her for a couple of days. I was just this freaked out little boy. A freaked out little boy that thought he was committed to a relationship but really was was interested. And it rocked her world. It really rocked her world. And then I went on this 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 little tirade for I don't even know how long back and forth and back and forth where I would <clears throat> I would go into the single world that I thought I was I was uh I wanted and you know, I would I would run amok, and then I'd feel like, oh man, this is not it. Like, and uh, kind of all roads led back to my wife for ha- from a happiness perspective. And so, I would call her up, and you know, because she was committed, she would uh, she would you know sometimes begrudgingly, but most of the times with open arms, take my sorry ass back. And then I would go, and things would get really real again, and I go, "Oh shit!" And I'd and i pull the ripcord, and this yo-yo happened, you know, a handful of times. Till finally, she said, "Fuck you, Nick! Like I'm done. I'm done. Like you can't keep playing. You know, like you can't pl- keep playing games with my heart. Like this is not a freaking in-sync song or a Backstreet Boy song. Like you have to, like you have to commit." And I'm thinking, "I am committed," but I didn't know the meaning of the word. And so there's about a two and a half year period where her and I didn't speak at all. At all. She did not speak to me. Um, and I kind of made her out to be the villain because I needed to justify my my um, my actions and I needed to, you know, justify why Peter Pan couldn't grow up. And so it wasn't until my grandfather died, and I think you guys heard that in the Origins podcast. And you can go back and listen to it if you didn't. My grandfather died, and I see this man when he's passing. This man was a committed family man, committed. He grew up an only child, and he had six kids, five of which were still alive. He was married to my grandmother on this this earth for 70 years. That's seven, zero. He had 10 grandchildren. I've lost track of all the great-grandchildren. And I looked at him, and he's not leaving this earth with more than two nickels to rub together, but he's leaving behind something so much purer than that. And this legacy, this legacy of love, this legacy of belonging, this legacy of family— and I'm like, what the hell am I doing with my life? I was in a really bad relationship at the time. And it was a relationship where probably both of us were just interested in the idea of having a relationship. So it was a total shit show. And I went home that night and uh, my grandpa used to like to drink gin. And so I grabbed a bottle of gin and I, I poured some for him and I poured some for me. And I I kept drinking it and I kept thinking about when my life was the most pure, you know, death has this funny way of having you think about life and all roads led back to Nicole. And so I called her and and you guys have heard this story, but she hung up on me. And after some convincing, she talked to me now trip out on this. I had not talked to her in two and a half years after that phone call. I run into her three times, three times in three months. I hadn't seen her or talked to her in two and a half years. And because of that vulnerability, I run into her three times in three months And it opened the door just a little bit, just a little bit. And so we start kind of hanging out again and I'm kind of back to my old ways. I'm back to this, this interested thing, this one foot in, this one foot out type thing. And finally she just goes, I am not going to do this. Like you either have all of me or you have none of me. And so it scared me and I'm like, shit. Shit. Like, I've already seen what's on the other side. Like, but what? why can't I figure this out? Like, why can't I just make this work? What does it matter with her? You know, what's the matter with her that that I just, I I, I get this kind of, these two magnets coming together where they're, they're somewhat, you know, connected, but they're kind of, they're pushing away from each other. Like, what is it? So I was running a business in Guatemala at the time. And so I said, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to take her out of Orange County. I'm going to take her out of this world. I'm going to take her on this trip. And I am going to uh see if I can make this work without the noise of all our friends and everybody, because we had a lot of you know history and drama. So I uh I book us some first class tickets to Guatemala. And I was I was running two businesses, one in Guatemala, one here in the United States at the time. And this is how wonderful my wife is. Like she could see that I was stressed out. And she says, Hey, just go to work, I'll pack your bags, and I'll meet you at the office. And I'm like, Wow. That's great. So and she packed the bags. And there was not one ounce of me that was fearful that she was going to pack something that I wouldn't want to wear or wouldn't want to bring. And she's like super thoughtful. So she packs the bag, she checks us in for our flight, she arranges transportation. We go to the airport. Like she's got all of our documents put together and I'm looking at him like, "Damn, like this woman has got it so going on. Like why can't I make this work? What is the matter with us? What is the matter with her? What is the matter with me that this is not working?" And so we sit in first class and we're having a glass of champagne and I'm looking at her. And she's just glowing. She's beautiful. And I'm thinking the same thing. Like, fuck. Meanwhile, she doesn't know. I'm like, you know, I'm loving on her, but I'm, I'm having this like internal monologue of of turmoil. Like, what am I doing? What's going on? I can't hurt her again, but I can't make this work. You know, what is happening? So we meet my my business partners down in Guatemala. They, uh, they... They fall in love with her from from the onset. They're like, God, oh, Nick, she's so great, even better than you described. Like, what's the matter with you? I'm like, I don't know, guys. I need you guys to figure this out. I need you to analyze her, analyze me. What is going on? What's the difference with 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 her and and me that I that I can't make this work? You know, like what what so there's got to be something wrong here. I can't put my finger on it. It's been all these years, and um, so they're like, I don't know, man. I think you're just fucked up. I'm like, no, there's there's something wrong. So. The first night, everybody goes to sleep, and her and I stay up, and we love to uh, we love to dance, and we're dancing to swing music, and we love country music, and we're dancing to country music, and she's like, "Hey, do you want me to make you another drink?" And I said, "Yeah, I'd love that." So she goes inside, and the and the moon is like just beaming bright, and we're we're on this at this beach house in in uh, Playa Negra down in um, uh, Guatemala, and uh, it was just. I mean, it was, like, so majestic. And two things happened. I heard my grandfather's voice. You see, my grandfather had met a lot of the girls that I brought around in the the single days. And I, I used to thought, I think it was, like, this badge of honor to be able to, like, from a machismo perspective, march these women through that I cared nothing about. And he'd met Nicole. And I remember him telling me, he said, son, she's the one. And he put his hand on my arm when he said it. And he looked me in his eyes. And he has the same blue eyes that I have. He has the same dimple in the chin that I have. And it was like looking at a reflection of myself, you know, 80 years down the road. And uh, I I remember that, but I always dismissed it because it kind of scared me. And so Nicole goes back inside and I I hear this son. She's the one. And I'm like, holy shit. And at the same time. I heard the conversation of, of uh, one of my really good friends. He's actually the CEO of one of our companies. His name is Gil Galindo, and I've known Gil for a long time, and he's known me throughout this kind of whole tenure of, of even before Nicole. And he had given this speech, ironically, the day before I left for Guatemala with Nicole because we had just hired him to run one of our businesses. And uh, he gives these phenomenal speeches, and he, and he starts talking about this chicken and the pig he starts talking about you guys can show up here and you could be interested in this job or you could be committed to this job. You can be a chicken and be interested, and you could be a pig and be committed. And I'm thinking, where the hell is he going with this? He's like, because you see, the chicken and the pig, they come together to form a ham and egg omelet. And there's two ingredients, obviously: there's the egg and there's the ham. Well, the chicken. The chicken's just interested in the process because it walks around and it lays an egg here and it lays an egg there and it can go and lay multiple eggs until that perfect egg may or may not come along but it doesn't care because it continues to to lay eggs then uh, forever thereafter. So it's merely only interested in the process. But the pig, however, the pig has to commit the ultimate sacrifice. The pig has to give its life not knowing what the outcome is going to be but committed to the process to be a part of that ham and egg omelet. And between hearing my grandfather's voice saying, she's the one and this chicken and pig analogy, I was like, holy shit. I have only ever been interested in a relationship. There is nothing wrong with this woman. There is everything wrong with me and my level of commitment, which was non-existent. I was mistaking my interest for commitment. And it hit me like a ton of bricks and I got so emotional and Nicole comes walking out and I'm crying and tears are streaming down my face and she's going, what is the matter with you? I just went to make you a drink and I said, I'm going to marry you. She said, what? I said, mark my word right here, right now, April 4th, 2012. I'm going to marry you. We are going to be married. We're going to grow old together. We're going to have children together. We're going to create amazing businesses together. We are going to be partners for life. And I'm so sorry that I've been standing on the sidelines this whole fucking time while you've been interested. And she said, how drunk are you? I said, I've never been more sober in my life. And I said, I'm not proposing right now. And I know we got a shit ton of work to do, but I am fucking committed from this day forward. And guys, it was like a polar ice cap had melted around her heart. And she just collapsed into my arms and like we danced and we sang and we made love that night. And it was, it was like, it was beautiful. And from that moment forward, all the little shit, all the little insecurities that were driving me away, they disappeared because she knew I was fully committed. She knew that I was no longer interested. She knew that I was committed to her and to our relationship And everything changed about our relationship and everything changed about the way I approached the relationship. Now, we still had a whole hell of an uphill battle to fight and we had lots of like unwinding to do. But because we were committed, the work became not easier but it became um, a labor of love. And it became necessary and it became something that we knew we had to do rather than something we knew we should have done. And so I'll never forget that moment. And I always ask myself when things are going wrong in, in my relationships or my businesses or in my body or my bank account, like, are you committed to this Nick or are you interested? And I'm asking you guys the same thing. Like, are you committed to change are you committed to the things that you want? Or are you just merely interested? Is it a cute idea to have more money in your bank account? Is it a cute idea to have the body that you're proud about? Is it an idea that you want to have relationships that are on fire and that you want to have a purpose for life? Or are you committed? Because commitment means doing the shit when you don't want to do it. It means doing the podcast on Friday night when you're dog-ass tired instead of for letting a handful of days elapse and running into the possibility of getting sick. And now you're behind the eight ball. That's what committed is. That is what committed is, my friends. And, you know, you can run around, you could be the chicken, or you could be the pig. And it sounds funny to say, I'm a pig, but guess what? I am a pig. Oink, oink, bastards. I'm a pig, and I'm proud to be a pig. Because I used to be a pig in other ways, but now I'm a committed man. I'm committed to that omelet. I'm committed to being the ham in that omelet. And I only want to work with people who are committed. And so if you've been listening to this podcast and you've been standing on the sidelines and you haven't gone and you haven't downloaded the gap map, which is free by the way, it's free to you. You haven't downloaded the gap map. I'll have you consider that you're mostly interested in these outcomes that you're, that you're searching for. If you haven't started a a, a 90 day uh, challenge, you're probably just interested And you're going to get interesting results, which are going to be not the ones you want. Interesting results like finding yourself on the bathroom floor, like mad at yourself for not having done the things that you committed to doing, which is what I did. And so I want you guys to understand that I'm not perfect. I'm so far from it but I'm just committed to continuing to do this. I'm committed to being honest with you right here, right now. Because when I'm honest with myself, I can free myself of the shame and the guilt that comes along with it. I can course correct and I can keep going. I can get this podcast done. And so this week, you're gonna hear from a man who is committed. You're going to hear from a man who has built a big ass business and I'm doing a 90 day challenge with him and I'm doing a 90 day challenge with his top executives and I want you to come along with us. I want you guys in the next 90 nation to come along with us. I want you to be a pig. I want you to go in and be committed to this. And so I've been sending a series of emails. And if you haven't been getting the emails, it means you haven't gone to, the, to ownthenext90.com and put in your email. So go to ownthenext90.com, put in your email, download the gap map, get honest, get committed. And we're going to start a challenge on Memorial Day. And we're going to go all the way to Labor Day. And you're going to hear about that tomorrow. It's a beautiful thing. It's going to be so fun. It's going to be so fun. And those of you that come along with us, you're going to get the results you want. It is time, people. It is time to commit. If you've been listening this long, you know it's something inside of you is speaking to you. Stop being interested and stop and start committing. Be the pig. Be the pig. A buddy of mine calls me Brad Pig. And it's an inside joke, but like I like I love it because like I love being considered the pig because that means I'm committed. So... My apologies to the next 90 nation for not getting this out yesterday, but more importantly, you know, apologies to myself, but course correction has been made and I am committed to this and I'm committed to getting this done and I will not miss an episode. I will not let myself down first because if I don't let myself down, I won't let my family down. If I don't let my family down, I won't let my employees down. If I won't let my employees down, I won't let you down in the next 90 nation. Now the question is, will you do the same? Are you the chicken or are you the pig? Head over to ownthenext90.com, put in your email, and join this movement that's about to take off on Memorial Day. Be committed and own your next 90. I'm out.